0: You didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for the evening. I am here with my fellow hosts, Andrew Hovekamp. How's it going, guys? Kevin Reynolds. Happy to be here. And uh, Jacob's not here yet again. Uh, he, he is back on strike. We just don't know what the strike is about this time. Uh, it's about some, maybe it's work conditions. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, he hasn't told us what he's on strike for. He
0: had to do a whole lot of bleeping out in one of the most recent <laughs> episodes, a little bit of extra work. We got a little animated in that one when we were so excited that Flynn had gotten hit by a car that we got a little extra that episode. And, um, there were, there were quite a few I definitely had a little
2: extra bourbon in that episode.
0: We did. Yeah, you can tell at the end,
2: yeah.
1: (laughs) We did indeed. Speaking of bourbon, uh, tonight I am drinking Eagle Rare. Um, Hell yeah. Did you have a big garden garden day? (laughs) I did not have a big garden day. My leg still hurts from getting hit by a car, so I haven't been able to really do much. I don't understand Um, why you would
2: drink that then, but go on.
1: (laughs) So the Eagle Rare, uh, it's 90 proof. It's 10 years old out of Buffalo Trace Distillery. Um, it is it is harder to find. So when I see it on a shelf for a reasonable price, I, I grab it. Um, got one at the liquor store right next to me um, for $40 and then uh, one at a liquor store just down the street for $35. So I'm drinking the $40 one
0: because it's apparently nicer. Kevin, what are you drinking? I, um, Camp, direct quote from a prayer episode is we've, we've had more Maysville than wild turkey on this episode, on this show. And that's the problem. Um, so tonight I am bringing uh, wild turkey, rare breed barrel strength. Um, nice. so it's 116.8 proof. Um, and, uh, and it's quite good. Um, it's so good. I love it, rare breed. Yeah. Did you guys both have it when you were at my house a couple weeks ago yeah, for the I baptism? No, it, it's, it's, I have had really
2: it prior good. because I wanna say when that wild turkey and their their more expensive lines was like for a while, if I was buying good bourbon, that was just what I bought. So I've actually had Kentucky Spirit as well, which is yeah. even better
0: than Rare Breed. Um Well, Rare Breed does yeah. a single barrel and it does a barrel proof. And so this mm-hmm. is the barrel proof and and I um my aunt and uncle from um, and cousin from New Jersey were in town for my son's baptism. Huff Camp is officially the godfather now um, of of my son. Uh, so we got that done last week, and they went to a liquor store and were like, okay, our nephew has uh, probably 100 bottles of bourbon. Can you pick out a bottle that he probably doesn't have? And this was the one that they picked out. And um, they were right. I didn't have it. Um, I had tried the uh, single barrel, I had not ever had the barrel proof. So I just have to say thank you for the wonderful gift, and it is phenomenal. So cheers. Hove, what are you drinking? Um,
2: yeah, actually, Rare Breed is what I have um, produced for a our bourbon and fantasy football. So I'm hoping that soon I'll be able to open the bottle that I have sitting up there uh, because I will have won it and I won't have to give it away.
0: Uh, no, and then I'll have Rare Breed you on the in podcast.
2: That one. <laughs> But I um, tonight I am drinking, we unloaded everything, well, not everything, we unloaded the alcohol from uh, quarantine, and I am finishing off some of the bourbon that I had left at the apartment for when I recorded away from home, and I am going to hopefully polish off the mictors. Depends on if it's more than two glasses or not. So mictor small batch, a delightful experience that I've had a couple of times, uh,
0: but that's it. So pretty, what are you drinking? Oh it's he's drinking uh he wrote in he's definitely <laughs> having Old Forester um and uh he's only got a one finger pour of it left so he's mixing it with Woodford Double Oak and uh larceny I think was his price.
1: I spent some time at his apartment earlier today um because while our house is being looked at by <laughs> well, f- potential was he buyers there? He was not. Um <laughs> so he, he is in Louisville right now, and so I said we need a place to take our two year old and two dogs. And so he gave us the key to his apartment. Um he actually only has one bottle of Old Forester. I was surprised by that. I'm he not has, he drinks it uh, all
2: the time. He's probably uh, yeah, he's probably
1: <laughs> man, he's a restock or the Jeffers, it to Lule. The Jeffers Creek and the Jepsons is still there. Um and I also told him to go buy the Eagle Rare, which I, he said he did, but it wasn't at his apartment. So he either took it to Louisville or he finished it already.
2: Probably, so, probably drank it on the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Camp did bring this up though, and I think it's it's worth mentioning on this podcast because we talked about our our fantasy football league that has punishments, um, but this year we also joined a, a fantasy football league that we started that is bourbon themed, and I think that. Um, it's been really fun so far. So the, the deal was we got a group of friends together and um, 10 of us are in the league. Everybody had to, prior to drafting their team, instead of putting money in, you had to submit a bottle of bourbon, a photo of a bottle of bourbon that you've purchased as your submission. It had to be a $50 minimum. Um, we, pr- we said we would prefer single barrels. Um, and then we also submitted twenty dollars each, so that at the end of the season when we crown the victor, and that person gets to take I think we said their choice of four or five I think, bottles I think
2: the winner gets five, second gets three, third gets two, or something like yeah. that
0: so mm-hmm. so we'll do that in person and 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 you know the other thing that'll happen is we're gonna spend that two hundred dollars so or twenty dollars a person from everybody. We'll spend that two hundred dollars on like a two hundred dollar bottle of bourbon, like a Kentucky Owl or something really rare. Um, I found a um, an eagle rare, the the fifteen year single barrel that's called something something rare um, is an option at, at like one seventy five. Um, so anyway, I think it's a really cool idea, and I'm really enjoying it because it's it's another way. Um, you know, I last couple weeks ago I was the highest scoring player in the league. So I, I won a, a small wager that a league member had said uh, toasted um, Elijah Craig. So at some point he'll pay up on that, and I'll get to try that. As the
2: person that was the highest scorer immediately the week before, I <laughs> felt personally attacked when he offered it up for the next week. <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, I won
0: decisively that next week at like two hundred oh, points I, It or was
2: something. one of the worst weeks I'd had. But yeah, um, so anyway, we all have cool. a chance to get some bourbon out of that, and that's that's often that's fun.
0: Um, yeah, I just looked it up. We're all in, in the running. Um I am the highest of the three of us in second place, but we are all in the running so far. Um so Flynn, uh, I think I think we've we've talked about that enough. Tell us what we are doing tonight.
1: Sure. So be sure to uh follow us on social media at Airbnb uh if you would like to become a a paid pod of the pod uh, go to patreon.com slash airbnb so tonight we are going to be uh, bringing two segments your way we're going to have a in-depth analysis of a topic uh, as well as a fictional battle royale so to start off the night we are going to have the useless in-depth analysis
2: useless in-depth analysis
1: there you go see it was I said, it that did I say it right that time you oh, I said it right that time. Well, I, ha- I get to introduce Flynn, it. Flynn,
2: so. did you forget that you to say it wrong? Because you well, he
1: never did say it wrong no, the first I, time,
0: but but he I, said it right. There the second are time.
1: there are only so many combinations of words that I can use. I stumbled across the well, correct I, ones. I apparently. said you would do that like
2: fifteen times ago. I was like eventually, you're going to accidentally <laughs> say it, and today is that day. So, <laughs> well, it's awesome. congratulations. Okay.
1: You, you are pretty's right. absence uh, has
2: made you a better host. <laughs>
1: Maybe, maybe. I usually really hate when Jacob is not here because I, I am missing my my partner in shenanigans. But um, I guess
0: we'll see. Yeah. There will come so th- a day when the stupidity of Flynn may fall, and it is this day. <laughs> we'll I'm see. actually I'm we'll the see. only
2: one that's never had the quote unquote partner
1: missing of the three of us. Yeah, Kevin's, Kevin's never been, missed. Kevin's
2: got perfect attendance. Like he a takes nerd. this
1: the most serious. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So, so for the useless in-depth analysis, um, we are all three former some some type of communication studies students in college. We all took at least one interpersonal <laughs> communication course. We yeah, actually. Right?
2: So, I think I'm
1: a minor. Kevin's a major, and you're a master. That's true. That's true. We're all different <laughs> levels. Um, that's a good one. Uh, and pretty's a musician. Um, so. <laughs> But he has interpersonal relationships, Um, but so so that that makes him uh, qualified to at least listen to what we're going to talk about. Um, So. When we took our, our interpersonal communication course, I think we might have taken it all with the same professor. Um, and and that sure. professor would always talk about the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse for any relationship, whether it be a romantic relationship or a friendship or an acquaintance or whatever. And those four horsemen that doom relationships are criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. So we consider those kind of major red flags for any relationship that oh you know this is throwing up a red flag let's let's take a look at the relationship and see how to to fix it. Um but that had me thinking when I was when I was kind of thinking about the the class that if there's red flags there's also different colored flags within relationships that go up based on what is happening. Um so what we're going to analyze today are what are some yellow flags in a relationship? Something that you see in others that won't maybe lead to it ending your relationship, never wanting to talk to that person again. But you find annoying enough that it's, you know, it, it there is some sort of barrier to that relationship. So, Kevin, start us off a little bit with analyzing this.
0: Yeah, I, I find it. Odd that you throw to me first. Um, Obviously, we know that I don't care for most human beings. So, that's um, why why we did this. My list is incredibly long. Um, (laughs) uh, To start off the bat, though, the first thing that I notice about people um, that that first impressions are a huge deal for me is punctuality. Um, If you are someone who is frequently. How are we friends with on this podcast? I I only have shown up on time once. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. I, The three of you are all three <laughs> horrible at this. Yeah, why'd you hire me? I, <laughs> I don't know. I show it up to important things insane. on on time, but rarely else anything else. If, yeah. if someone's like, all right, the event starts at 7, I am a firm proponent of uh, if, if you're on time, you're late. I will be wherever we're supposed to be at 10 till 7 at the latest, and I'm anxious getting there. To, because I'm worried about that I'm going to be late, which is on time. You people, if I am inviting you over to my house, I know no matter when you're supposed to be there, it's going to be 20 to 30 minutes after after you said you're going to be here. All three of you. Pretty helped me move, which was a really nice thing to do. When he helped me move, he showed up two hours after he told me he was going to be there. (laughs) So I was stranded at my house for two hours waiting for him. And when he got there, there was nothing I could say other than thank you. This is really nice of you because helping a friend move is like second to godliness because no one wants to really do it. Mm -hmm. And he was really helpful, but it did not change the fact that for two hours I was stranded because we were down to one car during our move and Kristen took it with her to the new house. Um, Flynn, I, uh, knowing that Lauren will listen to this episode, I assume in year 2023, based on how far behind she is, I (laughs) think she's more of the problem than you are in terms of who makes you all late, or at least that's my perception, but I still love you people, but it is something that drives me insane. Um, if it's something important, like an
1: event, I will, I will definitely be early, but if it's something that is not necessarily that important. I really don't
0: care about showing up at whatever mm-hmm. time. I think yep. Kristen would tell you that like, if I'm like everybody's coming over at one o'clock to watch the football games this weekend at twelve I'm like a little kid looking out the front door to see people roll up. <laughs> and I've stopped doing it because the three of you in particular have crushed my soul. Cause you're not coming. You're not coming uh, for 15 to 20 more minutes <laughs> at least. I,
2: there has not been an experience for that, but DMM, hundred percent, I'm the same way. Like I will, I'll Disney say, look, marathon. come by, come by, and I mean that's not even a specific thing. Yeah, Disney Movie Marathon, um, and that's not even a specific time. So like, I know that no one's coming over at noon when I say I'll be ready to go at noon. But starting at noon, I'm just, I'm like a little, oh, is, is that somebody? And it's just yeah. my neighbor driving down the street. Anybody driving down the street? I'm like, is that somebody? Is that somebody? Yeah, so I get you on that. I get yeah, you on it's, that
0: It's one. a thing. The other thing that comes to mind that came to mind today, um, Flynn and I have a coworker is a great coworker. He's the only other guy in the office. He's helpful. Well, there's two other guys actually, but um, he's one of the only other guys in the office. His office is... If he listens to the pod, he's going to figure this out. He doesn't. He <laughs> do. um, okay. His office is about four offices away from mine down a pretty long hallway. So I would say he's a good 40 feet away. And he's one of those people that pops his gum. Like, when he chews (laughs) gum, he does that cracking pop of his gum down the hall. And I can hear it in my office. And several times have I called his office and been like, spit your gum out or don't come back to work tomorrow. Like, I can't (laughs) stand that. And it's probably because I have this deep insecurity of... I never learned how to blow a bubble with bubble gum. I've never learned how to do it. I've tried my whole life, even as an adult. Anytime someone's like, here's some Hubba Bubba or here's some Big League Chew or some bubble gum, I, I can't figure it out. It doesn't make any sense to me. I've never been able to successfully blow a bubble. I think next to that are people who you know can, can crack or pop their gum, whatever you call it. And and maybe it's resent, but it's it, it makes my skin crawl. And so if you're one of those people, those are extreme yellow flags in my mind that um that maybe we're we're not gonna work out or I'm gonna have to it's gonna take some energy for me to look past these things. So with you people, you know, mm-hmm. I guess it, it, it took a while. Um it's a good thing that we became close during the time of my life when it was like am I going to go to class today or not and so punctuality was probably a lot less important to me at the time well in college i was told
2: greek time that was yeah. every like it starts at 8 but it's greek time which means that everyone shows up at best by 9 and that's not necessarily to say you're trying to be cool and show up late it's just honestly that's what time people figured out how to get there yeah um, if so we went to I, if
0: we went to the bar before a meeting everyone went to cash out their tab at the exact moment the meeting started. So we weren't going to make it to the room for quite some time. Yeah. I, yeah. Greek time was a big deal there, but something, sh- something changed within me. Something is not the same. And I, um, I, punctuality is incredibly important to me now.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it, Kind of piggybacking on that one. Um, punctuality, but on the opposite end of the spectrum of, When you say that you're going to end something at a specific time, end it by that time. Uh, When I'm teaching, I never go over the time. Like, I will cut off myself mid-sentence if I have to, but I'm not going to take someone's time. So I I want them to respect my time, and then I will also respect your time. I've also had coworkers in the past where... The meeting time has run over, and they are still asking questions in the past and you've had these you 've had these in the past in <laughs> current and uh, yes and current uh, but I'm specifically thinking of one person in my past where um, the the meeting time ran over and, and it was a, a day long you know series of meetings and Hofcamp, we actually worked together at this time um, and we we, it was right I have before no lunch. No recollection of this. Yeah, I, it was right before lunch, and this one coworker of ours just kept asking questions, and it's bleeding over into our lunch time, where I'm sitting there hungry. I'm like 19 years old, and I, you know, <laughs> I, this person is just asking questions, and I was like, I absolutely despise this person. Flynn, uh, wh- turns where, out, Flynn, where is this person now? Turns out um, that person is right downstairs because I married that person. Oh, so it d- it's not necessarily um, a a relationship ender, but uh, it's it's a, it's a yellow flag that I know that I have to rectify something within the relationship to make it work. Uh, so yeah, hope camp. You just sit in the chat. Uh, <laughs> who who was it? Uh, I was like, I'm no, getting. To I just it. Uh, I just sent back. I figured it out. Okay, yeah, yeah it's, it's Lauren. It's just one uh, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, Lauren. and I've told her, I've told her that too. I was like, my first impression of you was you kept asking questions right before lunch at during a meeting, and I wanted uh, to walk out in your face. So, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean the relationship's over because we're I started dating her after that happened, so it was just a yellow flag that I knew
0: I had to address. Maybe if she asked less questions, she would show up other places on time more, and it would solve both you know, problems. It's just an potentially. idea. Uh, it, it says in the show sheet, let's not bash anybody and keep this light, but it feels really targeted at Lauren so <laughs> far. so I love well, my
1: wife. Uh, <laughs> also I she love knows, wife. She knows my feelings on this.
0: <laughs> um, I have to jump in quickly before I let Huffcamp say something because Flynn um, unknowingly probably uh, committed another egregious thing that bothers the heck out of me. I don't know. Did you take small group communication, Flynn, um, at, at NKU and communication?
1: I did, but the the professor quit halfway through the Mm, semester. So He probably quit uh, before he
0: got to the point where he would say things like, one of the worst things you can do as a human being in conversation is when someone's done talking to say, I'm going to piggyback off that person. Oh, yeah, I know. It's an annoying thing. Because when people do that, (laughs) they exclusively take whatever you just said twist it to what they want to say and make it sound like you agree. And, and you don't, um, (laughs) I want to piggyback off that conversation. So I traveled the country for several years, um, with an agency called for college for life, doing talks about leadership development and conflict resolution for, um, college student leaders. And one of the main points I, it had a dedicated slide. It was, Don't you ever say the words, I'm going to piggyback off this person because you're just going to make yourself and the other person you piggybacked off of sound like an idiot. The other thing you should never say is, I know how you feel uh, or any of that kind of stuff, you have to learn to, to, uh, let people have their own feelings and, and, and live in that space and not, you're, to you're jumping into my terrain
2: now. Okay.
0: Well, I'm just saying, um, <laughs> that's, you know, that's some that's,
2: counselor. That's more, that's more, it is psychoeducational, it is stuff. It is psycho-educational.
0: To, but it's, but it drives me insane because we mm-hmm. study this stuff. Now, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I remember, you know, the woman I was dating when I was majoring in communication is not the, is not my wife. But I remember that at the time, I, every, every single class we took turned into a new thing that wed, caused a wedge in my relationship. I would take effective <laughs> listening, and then we'd, we'd be talking about something, and I'd be like, okay, what I'm hearing you say. And she'd be like, stop using communication theories on me. Just talk <laughs> like a normal human. And I'd be like, okay. I validate those feelings. <laughs> what I'm hearing, is, and and I just it kept affecting me. Um, family communication is has continued to stick with me. That that course was phenomenal. So. But Flynn stopped saying "piggyback because you're just oh trust up me, I hate it, it too, and I knew place.
1: exactly what I knew I, I right when I said it, I was like someone's going to call me out on this because it's one of the most annoying things about being in a fraternity as well is yes. when someone in a meeting says something and then someone says to piggyback on that, and then to add to this and then it it just morphs into something that is irrelevant to what the original point was, and took forty minutes to do
2: or or we get to the other side of that, and the piggyback is actually just. Um, much like a piggyback ride, a much slower and ineffective way to get to the same place. So like the piggyback (laughs) isn't actually following up or going in a new direction. It's just saying the same thing in a different way that that person felt that they needed to say. Um, And that's also infuriating. Um, But I'm going to go with my yellow flag is more. It's like mood matching, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Um, You know, and it's got nothing to do with like your personality or anything like that. Well, I guess it is your personality. But like, if if the mood is a little bit lower, or if it's more of a quiet setting, and I'm probably guilty of this. One of the favorite, my favorite quotes from my little niece is when she was told that I was going to be at Chick fil A for her birthday. She had this face of like, "Oh, okay, Uncle Andrew's coming," and that kind of hurt. But, um, <laughs> but the reason was my sister was like, well, "Yeah, why is that a problem? You love Uncle Andrew," and she just goes. I think he might be a little loud for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. She's, she's not wrong, but she I knows. also, yeah. I also do know I do talk loud. Um, that's something that um, was probably the roughest part of quarantine was like, Oh my God, you talk so loud all the time. And so, but I also do think that yes, my volume is loud, but my mood, I I can read the room and match the mood. And sometimes Some people just come in way too just positive or upbeat or just on a different level. And it's like, we're all in here having like kind of, uh, just, we don't want to bring anybody down, but we're not there. And the night's not going there and you need to stop and you need to figure out that there's context clues to suggest that you are the one that is making this less fun for everybody. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a weird way. I'm not describing the way it is very well, I don't think. But um, I think that there's a lot of just mood matching that needs to occur. Or in the same way, like don't be super down and negative. Don't be the Debbie Downer when everybody's just having a good time. If you're not in the mood for it, you can recuse yourself or you can just kind of be quiet. Um, Or, you know, I understand that there's different reasons people would be super upbeat, super down, whatever. But it's just there's you got to be able to read the room. Got to be able to read the room. Reading the room is
1: huge. Yeah, the I, everyone always says it's hard, hardest to live with your best friends um, because it, it be, being in such close proximity all the time with people that are different than yourself can be extremely stressful. I mean, we've we've talked through that, so um, you know the mood setting is 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 definitely something that that's a good one. Any others that we uh, that we missed before we move
0: on? I, I can't let this go without just saying there's a... I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm on a mission to civilize. Um, Will McAvoy. I, I, I'm on a mission to civilize. And so I, I don't believe anyone is beyond fixing. I am... There's a song in Frozen about
1: it. A little fixer-upper. Yes. Just a little bit of a fixer-upper. Yep.
2: I <laughs> think... I, think I was thinking mission to civilize and I was like that is not in
0: frozen dude. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I um you know, I, one of the things that bugs me initially about people is is uh picky eating. Um but How are we friends? Well, but <laughs> I, I don't know. But um you were just there uh for me all the time. So you earned it. I, um, but like, you know, I, I married a picky eater and it took me some time. Like Kristen tells the story that when the first time I ever cooked for her, I made uh steak and pasta salad and some other stuff. And she had never had green pasta noodles before. So she only ate the white ones. She like picked around the green pasta noodles, um, <laughs> She'd never had pesto sauce before. She had never eaten bruschetta before. She'd never eaten a lot of stuff that I love to cook and, and have before. Um, it's basically, just different types of Italian food. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> I really. That's probably, that's really, Kevin that's probably <laughs> really fair. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, barbecue and Italian food, and um, but like if you were to come to our house now, like her, she she makes those things like from scratch. She'll make her own pesto sauce from basil and pine nuts and garlic and cheese and olive oil and stuff like you grow together and so I think you know if if there's one summary I would say the reason these are yellow flags and not red flags is because they can they are just warning signs Um, and sometimes the yellow light means slow down and sometimes the yellow light means hit the gas and get through the damn light and and you'll get to your destination quicker I think that if I had not dated, if I had stopped dating Kristen because she picked around the green noodles, I would have missed out on a lot of stuff if I had uh, not been friends with Huffcamp because I didn't watch him eat a single vegetable during uh, 2007 to 2011 in in college when he was there. You know, that would have been different. Um, But he just doesn't eat vegetables, and you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Uh I actually –
2: so I've been a picky eater my whole life. Like I used to make PB&Js for basically every meal except for breakfast. Um, and I bring it to like even Thanksgiving dinner um, when I was little. And my mom's way of like, oh, I'll get them. You have to make your own sandwiches. She would just not play into it was backfired because I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I just made my own sandwiches <laughs> all the time and never once started eating anything. And then as I still started trying things, it was mostly entrees, which uh, in my family is mostly meat. And so I started developing a little bit of a taste for those, and we don't particularly care for salads and stuff anyway. So it's not so much that I'm such a picky eater. It's that it it got way past the point where it was okay to have never tried some of these things. And I'm not about to just load up a bunch of, like, broccoli on my plate at Commons, knowing that I've never had it, knowing that I do like other stuff here, and that I don't care that much. So I was just like, we're never doing this. And it really wasn't until I started dating uh, quarantine that I was like, I'll eat some other stuff. You can provide a safe, non-judgmental environment to where I can try new things. Because every other time it's been like, I'll just own that I don't eat vegetables because I don't feel like dealing with this crap right now.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So you say 2011, it was probably 2019.
1: Oh, I know. I'm
0: just saying you were in college (laughs) until
1: 2011. I offered you $5 per stalk of asparagus that you would eat one time at my house and you ate one. Because you,
2: you wouldn't like to eat the rest. Of, no, you offered me like drinks, and I was like, okay, I'll eat them all. And then you were like, hey, I got to spread these out. Do you mind if you only eat one? And I was like, this feels cheap. I feel like you had an idea. I called you on your crap, and now that's fair. Now you're taking like, it away
0: from me. But like John, John Mulaney does that bit about college, and he's like, I didn't drink water the whole time. <laughs> and every time he says that, I think about uh, Andrew Hovecamp doing stand-up going, and I didn't eat a single vegetable for four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. About right. All right have we have we analyzed that topic in depth and uselessly enough? I think so. I for think you
1: for so. Yeah, I think that we, you know, that if our pods want to want to chime in on on more yellow flags that that be that be cool. So, tell us what yellow flags are for you that uh, you help a uh, little bit of fixer upper in your life. So, Hope Camp, why don't you uh, explain what we're doing in the fictional battle royale? fictional battle
0: royale
2: yeah so uh as we all know we've got the fictional battle royale we've done this a few times usually we put a nice little twist on it uh tonight's twist i'm, I'm excited about i'm excited about so uh i'll read this sort of as flynn did you put this show sheet in there
1: no i i did I, but I, but kevin wrote this part okay <laughs> So I'm going to make some comments.
2: (laughs) I'm going to make some comments on this (laughs) as we go
1: through. Uh,
2: Mostly, I only read the first sentence and said, good Lord. (laughs) Um, A few weeks ago, (laughs) again, Kevin's (laughs) Kevin's words, um, as as performed by Sorry for being helpful. A few weeks ago, I, Andrew J. Hofkamp, not my middle initial. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> reference the climax probably should be climactic event of the movie of the moving heavyweights yeah well, i think that he means movie but the heavyweights in this movie are moving at the time so he could maybe i guess that's fine the sure. apache relay i submitted this in the goldfish bowl as my choice for the next olympic sport my comment is it was amazing uh for those who are unfamiliar the apache relay has three parts obstacle course which includes physical obstacles such as climbing wall and balance and more tactile obstacles such as shaving a balloon Part two is the Hall of Intelligence, which is similar to Jeopardy, where you have to get answers correct to advance. Part three is the Grand Prix, which is a go-kart race. So we're going to create a team of Apache Relay stars here. And these stars will have to come from more or less the animated movie realm now, we're not going to cover every single animated movie because I think at this point, like, Tim Burton does animated. There's a lot of outsider kind of mainstream ones. So we will keep this limited to Disney, Pixar, and DreamWorks animation. Um, there is no specific quotas you have to reach from these characters, but you will need a four-team um, Apache Relay team, two for the obstacle course, one for the Hall of Knowledge, and one for the Grand Prix. Um, the order will be Flynn, Hofcamp, Kevin. That was as decided by apparently Kevin. So he put himself last for whatever reason. Flynn, Hofcamp, Kevin. I think we all know how this works from here. So let's do the thing that we do.
1: Awesome. I am so happy (laughs) that I get to go first because I think that there's a lot of good, a lot of good characters for the obstacle course. A lot of good characters for the uh, Hall of Intelligence, Mm -hmm. but for the but for the driving portion, the go karts, um, there is, I think, only two acceptable answers. And so I'm going to go ahead and take one. I'm going to take the Um, other one because I 100% agree with this. Lightning McQueen is number one. Not on my list. Wow. Wow. Okay, if that's not yours either, what's that? You said you said that's you said the wow as if like you're surprised that I took that. No, (laughs) I'm surprised Kevin Uh, didn't
2: have him on his list. Right? That's crazy.
1: (laughs) Lightning McQueen is the absolute correct answer for the go kart driving. No, there is
2: there is one additional correct answer that will be taken off the board right now. Yep. Uh, and that is Vanellope von Schweetz. That's
1: the number That's the one. It's the only the two only that two. I wrote down. <laughs> and I'm,
2: I'm glad you <laughs> took McQueen because I wanted to take uh, Vanellope, but I wasn't 100% sure that I should because, I mean, obviously the race car you think would go faster. But now that I think about it, she basically drives go-karts the whole time, and the glitch is amazing. Lightning McQueen is, in fact, a car. So I don't know how the car is going to drive the go kart. I think that's going to be. Well,
1: a I mean, us. the movie cars they they don't drive cars; they are just cars. And so, you know, right. in, so how's in the this car going to be in a go kart race? Is he going to transform okay, into fine. a go kart? Okay, well, fine. Another character can get inside <laughs> Lightning McQueen and drive it. No, uh, that's but, not
2: fair either. Also, that's uh, opening up a whole can of worms. What happens if there's a person inside of a car? The cars are sentient. What is happening?
0: <laughs> <I really laughs> Got real should, sexual, I really real fast. <laughs> Kevin's put up first. That's terrible. Okay. um... <laughs> Because Vanellope was who I wanted so badly. She's actually, when I thought of this topic for the Fictional Battle Royale, I was like, she was the first name I wrote down because she's the right answer. Um, I don't need to take the driver because uh, you all won't take another one. So I'm going to move on to... I have several good for the obstacle course. I have, I think there's one true 101 for the uh, Hall of Intelligence. So I will select Merlin. Merlin for the Hall of Intelligence one. is the right one. answer I think.
2: Uh and I assumed I might not have said this. You have to specify who is going where. Yeah. Yes. If you draft, draft like a person, they you can tell them, yeah.
1: Um okay, well I'm back up. So I'm going to take the the top of my list for the obstacle course. Um and it it's he in the movie, he does an obstacle course to train and it's Hercules. Hercules is a good one. Interesting.
2: He's a pretty stout figure there as well. You know they did. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one.
1: I th- that that was the top of my list. There we, I, you know, there, I have I have others that can go with finesse as well. But um, you know he's he's also a you know a demigod that that you know he was clumsy in his childhood, but he he grew out of that. We've seen Hercules, Flynn. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> recapping why it's a good pick.
2: Okay, I am going to also take my Hall of Knowledge, so I'll let Flynn hold off on that one. Um, because I just think there's so many, there's no way that I've run out of awesome options for my obstacle course. Yep, and I do think that there is a pretty clear, like smart, arguably the smartest person in the Disney animated film universe, and that is Hero Hamata from Big Hero Six. The the I, I, I,
1: I thought he might get back to me, uh, but that's a good that's a good pick. And I just I have other good
2: options that would be just fine. I'm with the kids. And like the absolutely a
0: genius. So, so I don't understand I, how I agree with going. you. My only thing that I would have to say is why Merlin's better than Hero is Merlin un, Merlin has like the hall of intelligence is about the hall of knowledge is about trivia. So they're going to ask you a bunch of questions. It's not a measure of um, intellect. It's a measure of of knowledge. So I think Merlin has more knowledge of things throughout history and time. I think Hero is probably. A, I mean, he's definitely a genius. He's probably he might who, he might who be made more it through intuitive. school who retained all of that
2: knowledge. Like the, mm-hmm. the obscure trivia stuff he's going to have down because he's, he's basically Sheldon Cooper almost like that would be the closest, except he's a not, he's not, but like that's his level of just being able to spout everything off. He's that good. Okay. But you got, you got, you got your hall of knowledge. I got mine. Yeah, I'm there. I got some other good ones and, and um, we, can, we can roll with it.
0: So this, the next person on my list for the obstacle course, cause I did have one person above Hercules and that is Elastigirl. I think Elastigirl would be phenomenal in an obstacle course because she can uh, essentially go through and around most obstacles. I think, I think to choose someone who could go like walk through them like a ghost would be cheating. This is the most able to go around obstacles in the way they were intended without cheating. So I think Elastigirl is a better choice.
2: <laughs> I'm actually like looking at a lot of my list and the. Obstacle course montage is so prevalent in Disney movies. <laughs> as a way it, it of really, like it really they is. got big, they got strong, they grew in some way or another in this moment. <laughs> and um like I'm looking at four characters that did obstacle courses in their movies. Yep, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um
1: well, I'm going to I'm going to wait on the intelligence and I'm going to go with my what I uh, that's a tough one. Um, but I think I'm going to do it. Baymax for the obstacle course. Mm. Incredibly slow.
2: Yeah, so is he it so flies. that they can
1: like heal? No, he's, he, he, he can be, he was trained to be able to do whatever. So you can no. upload a bunch of different trainings, yeah. But he wasn't trained to go faster.
2: He can fly.
1: He can they fly. They have to Soaps. strap
2: jets onto him. That's cheating. He can't fly in his natural state. Okay, I am taking to make Baymax
1: with with his armor that no, he was built. That's fine. It, it's still, like a, the red it's still a
0: really not great pick. So okay. you know, well, good luck. I, I think it's a great pick. Here's
2: here's someone that it can fly way more effectively than Baymax. Toothless.
0: Damn it! That was my pick. That was my next pick. I thought he'd get back to me.
2: No, you know I'm not letting dragons slip through my
0: head. I know. I thought. I, I, thought I don't know would if he's ad- e- e- like
1: one of the examples is the the shaving of a balloon. He can't do that.
2: That's why there's two people. He's not going to do the. He's going to just literally terrorize the, all of the physical parts of the obstacle. You, what do you want Baymax to do with that part? Your whole thing is you just made him fly and put a bunch of armor on him, and he's slow and clumsy. Like yes, yeah. he's a terrible. He can perform surgery.
1: Too. He can oh. perform surgery. Stop it. So Baymax is a uh, I do think fine.
0: Baymax would be fine at the shaving of the balloon, but that is only maybe a 10th of the obstacle course. I know Flynn, you haven't seen the movie since college, but there was just an example of something in the course. It's, it's not enough of it to make that a good pick moving on. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to tell you guys about what I thought about the driver. So I'm going to do that later. The next and only other name that has not been mentioned that I had for the obstacle course. Um, cause I really thought I'd get toothless. Um, is Randall Boggs. So Randall yep. Boggs from Monsters, Inc. does an obstacle course in Monsters University. <laughs> I heard Randall
2: and Sully, so they are both yeah, obstacle course pretty pros.
0: Pretty incredible. Yeah. So uh, Randall Boggs is joining my team. Flynn, you are up with your final... My final your, your, pick. Your final pick, which is a, a Brainiac.
1: A Brainiac, that is that is true. Um, Man, there's so many good Brainiacs. I am going to go with... Someone that I think is you know extremely smart. Um, He doesn't really use his smarts for good very often, but it's Mega Mind. Mega Mind. I think he. He's yeah.
2: I think he might be a terrible pick. He thinks it's Matrosity instead of Metro City. I think mean, there's like a... a okay, pronunciation
1: of- <laughs> aside,
0: he is a very he smart individual. He fails at all
2: of his plans. He's a good tinkerer, but I don't know that he's going to win. He's a thing.
0: he's a dumb man's Gru, for sure. Um, <laughs> so I don't know why you're choosing him over Gru. Um, I think your team went to crap after Hercules, but okay, I will not your up again. I disagree. I disagree. I,
2: a part of me really wants to take Dragon obviously, for the theme of dragons and me. Um, But I, I do think that that lowers the quality of my team because I have no finesse. And there are parts of this that do require finesse. I have several good ones, but I think that the proper answer is Master Shifu from Kung Fu Panda.
1: What an absurd
2: pick. I'm not going to pick Jack Black's panda. He's clumsy. <laughs> He's just a unique version of it. Master you didn't Shifu have to is...
1: choose anyone from Kung Fu Panda. No one I... was making you do
2: that. I know. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, who, I, who is going to shave a balloon better than Master Shifu? I Literally no one. Is and that toothless, a robot? <laughs> no. False. Okay. Absurd. That uh, Toothless is going to terrorize all physical parts of the obstacle course. Master Shifu is physically talented himself. It's an amazing pick.
0: I so the, my last pick is a driver, and it's it's between King Candy, which is AKA Turbo, which is the only person that could rival Vanellope. Probably a bad pick in this situation because Vanellope is objectively better than he is. Um, the only other driver I wrote down, because the way I view this is a bit abstract, right? I, I don't think it's fair to say... So I think go-karts are go-karts. It's a go-kart race. You have to use... like There's some e- equal playing field in terms of go-karts. No, I have a race car. I, so that's what I'm saying. You chose a race car character... You chose a sentient
1: race car that, to, to that drive I, a go-kart. The way that I view it work. is you
0: chose a race car character to drive a go-kart. Um, the race car work. character you chose... Is used to having souped-up engines and all these other things, and and is is generally a twat for most of the movie um, as a, as a car person, and and needs to be educated. So that the name I wrote down, if if you're choosing a a character from the movie Cars, the right answer for a go kart race is Doc Hudson. I agree. Doc Doc knows what it's like. To work with a bare bones engine, no power steering, um, you know, you're wearing goggles and just going about your business on a tough dirt terrain. Um, when you watch heavyweights, it's it's the person who knows how to adapt to the elements, not the person who's been pampered their whole life like like Newman Queen has, that's going to be more successful. So... Lightning McQueen might be the kid from Camp MVP, but but the kid from Camp Hope, the person from Camp Hope who's ready to do this better is Doc Hudson. And so, in the abstract way that I'm viewing this race, if the if the car persona can take on driving a go kart, and we'll just have to say you know this is this is a Tune Force or whatever the hell Pretty would say that's a play here, <laughs> um, I'm choosing Doc Hudson. Because he's better in this race. He might not be a better NASCAR racer, but in this race, he will beat Lightning McQueen every single time.
2: I'm not going to lie. I, the whole time you were going through that, I thought Doc Hudson was not going to be your real pick, and you were going to now say your real pick. But I think that actually Doc Hudson is your pick. Yeah. I thought you were pulling a Kevin there. Um, just a normal Kevin diatribe where he didn't talk it for five minutes about not his pick um, and then go through
1: that. Okay, interesting.
2: Two cars for the go-kart race and then the actual best at Vanellope. A lot of people left on the list.
0: Yeah, I um, I was interested to see if someone would take a shot at Eve from Wally as the smart guy Brainiac because she seems to have all knowledge. Um anybody else from honorable mentions from you guys i mean mufasa well let me wise, how about that now, i'm going to go smart. i'm going to
2: recap this and then we're going to jump into uh we'll jump into those afterwards so um here is the squad for Flynn. his grand prix driver is lightning mcqueen his two obstacle course uh, participants are hercules and baymax from big hero 6 and his hall of knowledge candidate is megamind uh, as portrayed by will ferrell in a very underrated movie uh, is Hope it, Camp is Great?
1: Underrated? I, don't oh, know. I think it's I on. think it's underrated. It's ah, fantastic. It's
2: I think Megamind funny. is quite good and it doesn't get a lot of credit for being quite good. It gets nah. credit for being forgettable
1: and not bad. I think it's in the top 20 uh Disney Pixar Dreamworks movies. I think
0: it's not Disney <laughs> Pixar <laughs> Disney <laughs> and Pixar. Megamind Disney pi- <laughs>
1: and, No, and I said Dreamworks too. I said Dreamworks. Oh, I know, but I, I, I was, Disney, was Pixar, most defended
0: by the word Disney being in that list. Yeah and yeah. Pixar. I it's, don't, in the, it's in the it's in the top 20 of all these movies that we Glenn, just discussed. This is episode 36. This will be released on November the 12th. Something. On November 12th or before, I need you to release a list of the top 20 Disney Pixar and Dreamworks films that has Megamind in the list cuz I want to see what you've left off. Okay. That is one of the most offensive things I've heard in 36 episodes. There's so many movies. It's it's very good. I I
1: Nope. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe no. I will, you but I I, 20. I I have a feel, and I will be honest, if I can put 20 ahead of it, I'll own up to it, but I think it's going to be in my top 20. I could put 20 Disney movies ahead of it. The
2: only movie that goes ahead of it from just our list of 12 characters here is Kung Fu, or that it goes ahead of, I should say, is Kung Fu Panda. I was going to say, be careful here. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, Kung Fu Panda is the only movie that we chose a character from that is worse than Megamind.
0: I agree, a hundred percent. And I think the Tonight. Cars movies are lazy and crap. But I yes, well, Cars one, no, I, I, I put it, it above
1: three. I put it above Cars for sure. I might put it above um, Wreck It Ralph. That is absurd. I, I'll, I'll have I'll have it. to come up with a list. Yeah, no, okay. I can't wait anyway, to I, this so list of, yeah, we'll see.
2: We'll see. Anyway, not to get sidetracked on <laughs> Flint's crap team, Hofkamp... Has a Grand Monsters Prix driver. Monsters University, it's way better than that. We have, Monsters, Inc. would be the movie. You're, anyway, Vanilla P. von Schweetz. You were talking about Monsters University. He said he does an obstacle course. Vanilla P. von Schweetz <laughs> is the Grand Prix driver for Hofkamp. She, of the uh, Wreck-It Ralph fame, Hiro Hamata from Big Hero 6 as well, uh, is the Hall of Knowledge candidate, and the two obstacle course participants are Toothless, the dragon from How to Train Your Dragon, and Master Shifu, the master uh, Kung Fu expert from Kung Fu Panda, Kevin Squad, Merlin from, for the Hall of Knowledge, uh, Elastigirl from The Incredibles for The Obstacle, along with Randall from Monsters, Inc., and Doc Hudson, the mentor of Lightning McQueen for The Grand Prix. So, uh, let's, let's jump in. What, what, who'd we leave off? There are a lot of people we left off. Like I was
0: going to say, I think, I think Mufasa, if someone had taken him, I would not have disrespected the take. He isn't, he is among the most wise Disney characters, but I wouldn't think he'd be good in the hall of knowledge unless he has some sort of phone a friend option for all of the King's past who are living in the stars. Um, so that was one there. That's a little more Black Panther-y. It is super Black Panther-y. <laughs> and and Black panther Black, Black Panther super plagiarized, um, you know, the Lion King, which super plagiarized Hamlet. So, you know, we're all just coming back to Billy Shakes.
2: It also, it also super, like, actually plagiarized Kemba the White Lion.
0: Sure, sure. So um, that was one of the only ones that I thought, you know, was an issue here. I thought... Um, the the I can't remember his name right now. the The younger brother from The Incredibles could very well have been even more of a great uh, obstacle course person than yeah. Um, yeah, the, the
2: fast I just wrote one, down right? all Incredibles. Yeah, um, I mean, pick one; they're gonna be pretty great. Superpowers are, are a big deal.
0: Yeah, yeah, but especially the fast kid. I thought he right. would be good. So that was that was my list. I'm shocked. That Genie was left totally off the board.
2: Um he send he permeates drafts that don't involve that aren't limited to Disney for obvious reasons and the fact that he was left off. Um even for he my own. He was up list, there for the me.
1: intelligence uh because he's seen all yeah, not, like, he's, a ton of every, history. It's yeah.
2: Everything. Um Aladdin himself would be a phenomenal obstacle course uh, he participant. Would. He would. Uh, um, just based off of his escapes. Um I thought Peter Pan was a sure a lock for Kevin's squad would have been a phenomenal um, experience, especially since he can fly Mulan. He's, she does so, amazing so uh, obstacle course things. That's
0: true. But Peter Pan is in, if he's coming into the real world is hella stupid. Like <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't need to be smart. Yeah, I'm not putting him in the hall of knowledge. Shadows work um, is super arrogant. The things that he says in both the play and in the animated film He's just dumb. So, you know, I love the character. I played the character. But let's be honest, a lot like Dr. K in this podcast, he is confidently wrong constantly. <laughs> let um, me let me
2: tell you the obstacle course person that I thought for sure was going to be on on one of our squads. Um, and that was Tarzan.
1: Oh, I didn't even think I of Tarzan. Who would not believe that. Honestly, Tarzan not Tarzan. I thought of Tarzan. I,
0: I thought he's he's not better than he's definitely better than Baymax Tarzan's right around. And that might be the end of mind to me. That might be the end of the characters. He's not better than Randall. He's not better than last girl. He's not better than toothless. He's not better than Hercules, but he's definitely better than Baymax. So again, Flynn's list is terrible. Yeah. yeah. I think,
2: I think if pretty were here, there's no way Tarzan gets left off the list. He, he had to be the just missed. I'm only going to throw out one of my hall of knowledge, honorable mentions, Um, And we all know Kevin wasn't going anywhere in a dream work. So I feel like I have to be the one that represents um, from this skipper from the penguins of Madagascar. Gross. That penguin is real smart. (laughs) (laughs) That penguin built a freaking plane. I think he can understand some vice presidents or something. Uh, I thought he would have been hilarious, (laughs) uh, but not better than any of the other candidates we've gotten. Probably. Yep. Flynn,
1: what do you got? Um, You know, Sully was mentioned Elsa, I think, would be decent in the uh, obstacle course, uh, as would as would Princess Fiona um, from Shrek. Um, Shrek Mulan would, would be good that. too. Shrek, Shrek. Well, Shrek is a little bit too oafy, you know, um, but that's that's really all I had. The, the other lists were small. And like I said, I only had two for the driving. So, well, that one was there, a tough there
2: one. are if if we're I don't want to leave off. I wanted to give Flynn some some. I did not want to take all the names well, that quick, I had.
0: Real quick, because Shrek was mentioned, I almost separated the shaving cream. So there, there are three elements of the Apache Relay. Okay, the obstacle course includes the shaving of the balloon. But had we decided to do one obstacle course, one brainiac, one driver, and one shave the balloon, my shave the balloon person was going to be Puss in Boots, uh, probably mm-hmm. the best master swordsman in all of Disney and Pixar. So, uh, and DreamWorks. So I just wanted to bring up that there is some love to be thrown at Puss in Boots. The movie's terrible, but wielding a blade, there's almost nobody better. I think, I think I essentially did
2: draft my team based on that. I have a balloon shaver and an obstacle course participant. Um, and I think uh, that's the reason that it's Master Shifu and not Tarzan. But yeah, I, 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 respect that. Um, the, the two hall of knowledge people I wanted to throw out because, um, they're just great. Is Jane from Tarzan and Belle from Beauty and the Beast? They both would have been great halls of knowledge. Yeah,
0: strictly animated Belle, not that Emma Watson crap. But yeah, I agree with you. We said Disney animated classics, and Emma Watson is—it's
2: the same character. Belle is only the same <laughs> level of intelligence. Nope. <laughs> and Emma Watson is like, actually, she's like, doesn't she have like a master's and lots of stuff? I don't know. I feel like she's got several degrees.
0: Maybe it's just because that doesn't English. make her portrayal of Belle any less stupid. I think she was just fine. And Emma Watson is perfect. Okay. One more final question for you. Did, um, did any of the people listening ask for any of this? No.
2: Oh God. No, no. They were like, how can I spend an hour? Uh, and this actually could be the best, like the best way that you've spent with us because we did in fact, end it for you. Mercifully. (laughs) Um, am I not merciful?
1: Uh, (laughs) play. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. It's Loki. It's Loki. (laughs) What? Isn't it Loki? No. Okay. What is it I thought you
0: might have been quoting... That's Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. I thought you might have been quoting... He calls himself a benevolent god, I think Loki does, but I don't think he says merciful. Loki's speech, when in front of the crowd, when Captain America shows up in Avengers, I thought he talked about something i thought he said something like that i don't know
2: he 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 probably does um no commodus says it in gladiator got it and then like a really gets yells it as a follow-up when he doesn't yeah, in hear perfect answer. flynn
0: form i'll just say i have not seen gladiator <laughs> since college so it's been a while <laughs>
2: <laughs> flynn has definitely seen it in college because i fell asleep to it a lot um yeah, but you again we're still talking you didn't ask for that either you definitely <laughs> didn't ask for it um, so I will, again, mercifully end this. Um, we apologize. You didn't ask for it. There it was. Have a drink on us. Uh, we will catch you next time. Have a great
1: day, week, weekend. Have a, Have a drink day. on us. Are we
2: singing it now?
0: To Have us. a
2: drink on us.
0: Did not did, sing that. How did Maui point? not get drafted? That's a big question. He probably would be great at that. He's too big of an oaf. He can morph into stuff. All right, have a great night, everybody.